Marcus, darling. What's up, everybody? It is your favorite fat girl, Saucy West, and welcome to the first episode of your new favorite podcast. Hey, yo, fat girl. (laughs) Hey, yo, fat girl is a podcast made by a fatty for a fat community. We're here to spark conversation, incite change, and make people a little uncomfortable. And remember, even when I'm reading you, It's always led with love. I just want to give a big shout out to all of the people who showed support and love when I made the announcement of this podcast. And thank you all for following the AO Fat Girl Podcast Instagram page. And if you haven't already, go ahead and do that on IG at AO Fat Girl Podcast. The first order of business today will be fat topics you, 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 you a chicken McNugget and I'm a Big Mac <laughs> <laughs> yes baby this part of the show is when I share some news articles that I have seen throughout the week interesting things that I want to share and trigger warning content warning some of these articles may deal with diet and weight loss culture But remember, I will always come from a radical fatty point of view. So let's get started with fat topics. I got to put my glasses on, y'all, because I can't see. I got to put my glasses on when I do fat topics because we about to get this tea. We about to talk about this tea. So people always write stories about fat people from a point of privilege and judgment. And all I'm doing is reading these stories from my perspective and giving my opinion about a topic and how it was written. So we are always open to share how we feel about these topics. If you are on the Patreon, I will be going live after the show so that we can discuss fat topics in more detail. So the first, the first article I want to talk about, um, <laughs> is titled "An Uncomfortable Day at Disneyland Inspires 400-Pound Woman to Change Her Habits." I cannot keep living this way. Y'all already know what I'm going with this. If you know me, you know me. <laughs> All right. In March 2022, Leah Hope weighed close to 400 pounds until a trip to Disneyland made it clear that she needed to transform her life. I've been overweight and morbidly obese most of my life, and I was uncomfortable and in my discomfort, basically, because it was all that I knew. But in the past few years, I was getting a little bit more uncomfortable with my body. Rather than enjoying the day with her sister, brother-in-law, and young nephew, the portrait photographer from Phoenix found herself isolated at a table, overwhelmed by the heat and debilitated by a severe migraine, a pain intensified by her weight. (laughs) 
Not being able to participate in the day with her nephew made her think hard about her choices. The article goes on <laughs> because, of course, after she had this horrible experience at Disneyland, she goes on a weight loss journey and loses upwards to 200 pounds at this point. I visited her Instagram page and... You know, even after losing all this weight, we we, we still see, um, you know, the same type of unhappiness going on. Like, from what I'm seeing on her Instagram, it's just still this, like, sorrowful, like, like, dude. <sighs> okay, first let me start off by saying this. This isn't about me talking shit about this chick losing weight this is not what where i'm going with this okay where i'm going with this is first i feel like it's very important that we assess how people tell our stories from a fat perspective and i feel like it's a little bit irresponsible to sit up here and like tell these types of stories to people who may be reading them or watching them that are scared to get out into this world and live their lives. I know from my perspective when I am planning on going somewhere, thinking about going somewhere, I deal with a lot of trepidation when it comes to that because I'm in a fat body. But I am not going to sit up here and use a platform to be like, oh my God, because I am navigating this world in a certain way that I'm just not going to do it until I lose weight. I'm, <laughs> I am absolutely reading this story to let you know, don't you ever do that shit, okay? I need, and second of all, I'm not saying that Disneyland is like the most <laughs> accessible place on earth. Not going to say that to you. But there are literal groups dedicated to helping people in fat bodies navigate themselves around amusement parks, especially Disneyland. And I feel that that's another reason why being around community is so important because if you're around community and you have people who are really supporting you, that you have a lot of situations that are very much preventable, right? And I'm like, there is no way that I'm going to sit up here. Let me, let me go back. Let me go back. Let me go back, child. <laughs> Rather than enjoying the day with her sister, brother-in-law, and young nephew, the portrait photographer from Phoenix found herself isolated at a table. You think I'm going to be isolated at a table at Disneyland? You see how this is written? Overwhelmed by the heat? Girl, you from Arizona. <laughs> you from Arizona. So what, you don't go outside in Arizona? 
debilitated by a severe migraine and pain intensified by her weight. Being fat don't cause migraines. It, I mean, it, I am tired of this false information being spread, especially this medical, this medical shit being like talked about. Being fat doesn't cause a migraine. You were you were you had a migraine because you were stressed out because you weren't happy at Disneyland because you weren't happy with yourself. Just say you wanted to lose weight. <laughs> Just say you wanted to lose weight. Don't bring your nephew, your sister and brother-in-law and Disneyland into this mix. Be honest with yourself. Just say you wanted to lose weight. Don't don't come on a maybe then this is people.com. Don't go on people.com and tell your story to a a, a straight size privileged person and have them write your story for you. And then tell the story to people who may be planning a trip with their family in a fat body, who may have a child in a fat body, who may you know, want to do something and be in a fat body and discourage them from wanting to live their best life just because you just weren't happy with yourself. And again, this is no way saying like, oh, don't do things to make yourself happy. Absolutely. I am, I, I hope that she is happy now. I hope that she has went back to Disneyland <laughs> with her nephew after this and, like, had the time of her life. I hope that right now she is living her best life. But from what I'm seeing, it's still very much a struggle because weight loss isn't the end-all, cure-all to making your life better. I am going to link this article in the show notes and description so you can read the rest yourself i'm not going to go i'm not going to deep dive into anything else when it comes to the to the weight loss and stuff i just wanted to i when i was reading this i was just like god like if i was somebody who didn't have like (laughs) the confidence or didn't have like the self-love i would just be like reading this like oh man I guess a I guess a bitch ain't going to Disneyland. Like that's crazy. That's crazy. When we I mean there are there are groups and if um I'm going to I'm going to also link those Facebook groups um in the description as well so that you all can join those groups if you want to. Also look at Disneyland's accessibility section. Like they have accessibility options for a, a plethora of different situations. I have an autistic daughter. They have situations for that. They have situations for, you know, different types of caveats, whatever you're dealing with. Like I said, I'm not saying that Disneyland is like totally accessible and inclusive. Like I'm not saying that at all, but I'm saying if you're planning a day and you're in a fat body, don't let that stop you from going out and enjoying yourself. Don't be isolated at a table. I'm I'm not doing that. I'm sorry. <laughs> All right, y'all. So the next fat topic has to do with Emily Blunt. 
We all know Emily Blunt from The Devil Wears Prada, and that's pretty much all that I know her for. But <laughs> Emily Blunt is apologizing for fat shaming a restaurant worker in a recently resurfaced interview that aired more than a decade ago. In a rediscovered clip that's been circulating the internet this week, the star appeared on the Jonathan Ross show where she referred to a female server as enormous, prompting a wave of backlash from social media users. Blunt issued an apology for her insensitive and hurtful comments in a statement shared with people over the weekend. I need to address this head on as my jaw was on the floor watching this clip from 12 years ago. Really? Your jaw was on the floor? <laughs> I'm appalled that I would say something so insensitive. I'm, I'm not. I'm not surprised at all. Hurtful and unrelated to whatever story I was trying to tell on a talk show. I've always considered myself someone who wouldn't dream of upsetting anyone. So whatever possessed me to say anything like this in that moment is unrecognizable to me or anything I stand for. Then why did you say it? <laughs> like, okay, let me, let me reel it back real quick. Not saying that people can't change their views and their opinions about people. But it's been 12 years. 12. And all because this has come about and come to the, to the surface again on the internet. Now you want to issue an apology. You should have issued the apology 12 years ago. Once you've seen it. Because don't act like you didn't see this interview. So after you did this interview, I know you rewatched it. You had to have seen it. You have to at least at least had to have seen it one time after it aired. And you didn't think at that point that you should have addressed <laughs> something in that moment. We don't we don't want a 12 year apology. I'm just saying. We don't want a 12 year <laughs> apology from a privileged white woman. She, she could definitely keep that apology <laughs> because I absolutely believe that she meant what she said. I absolutely believe it. I'm sorry. You can mean what you say and then, like, you know, we could talk about the rest later, right? <laughs> you can just say, I, you know, I shared views with the, with the host and... Now, my views have changed, but you you absolutely should have done something right after you've seen that. You should have been appalled, jaw dropped right after you've seen that, seeing yourself on TV being a complete asshole. I'm just saying. <sighs> she said, I said it, and I'm sorry for any hurt caused. I was absolutely old enough to know better. You said... She said she was old enough to know better. So why'd you do it? Like, why Why did you even say it, first of all? And then she says, like, she's old enough to know better. So back 12 years ago, you feel like you were old enough to know better. 
But yet and still, you were going back and forth with this talk show host about your enorm- your enormous server. And then and then the privileged cherry on top of it all is that she waits 12 years to even issue an apology. And even <laughs> just imagine if this never came to the surface, she would have not apologized for this. Like, first of all, if you were old enough to know better, so why didn't you do it right after it happened? Why didn't you apologize right after it happened? Instead, you waited 12 years to make an apology only because it's going around on social media. So your little privileged ass wasn't going to ever apologize if it never came about. You would have sat there on your little privileged <laughs> your little privileged ass and would have been like, Ooh, do, 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 do. like, come on now. Come on. We don't want your apology. We don't want your apology. We don't care. Because you meant it. And I'm not saying that people don't change. I'm not, I'm not saying that people are like, oh, I changed my views on things. No. Over the years, you know, 12 long years, instead of being an ally within fat community, within being an ally for marginalized people, um, using your voice to make sure that the most marginalized people, you know, have access to things. Like, no, instead you continue to live on a privileged rock. And then when somebody called you out for something, then you want to apologize. I, I got a problem with that, Miss Emily. I got a problem with that. Basically, you need to you need to keep that apology. Boo boo. I've always considered myself someone who wouldn't dream of upsetting anyone. So whatever possessed me to say anything like this in that moment is unrecognizable to me or anything I stand for. Why did it take you 12 years to apologize? I need I need that question answered. <laughs> I need somebody to tell me why did it take 12 years for her to apologize if it if it was something that that she doesn't do. I make it make sense. <laughs> And yet it happened, and I said it, and I'm so sorry for any hurt caused. I was absolutely old enough to know better. (sighs) Y'all, tell tell me what you think. (laughs) I'm going to link the article below, and if you are part of the Patreon, make sure that you tap in to the after show live so we can we can we we can really talk about this because you already know how I feel like this is some bullshit like there's no no way in the world that this woman after 12 years feels sorry or remorseful for the comments that she made about that about that waiter um it is it is so so dehumanizing and that's another thing she didn't even recognize that she's like I said it and I'm sorry no. What you did was dehumanizing someone when you were a rich, privileged, you know, white actress and you were in a Chili's restaurant being who you are. 
to someone who was working and doing their job. None of that was addressed in this article. It was like, I said it. I'm sorry. This is not who I am. Shut up. Shut up. We good. Okay. We good. I see. We see each other. We see each other. We good. Bye, Emily. <laughs> Bye, boo boo. See you later. All right. <laughs> Next up. Next up. Um. Let's let's talk about some fashion. Let's get some good news in the fashion front. Let's let's talk about a stray size person who is actually doing some work from behind the scenes. Um, Mallory Dunn is the creator, owner, designer of Smart Glamour. Smart Glamour was a um, inclusive clothing brand um, started in 2014. And since then, Mallory has taken a different route within the fashion industry and decided to do more work from behind the scenes. Um, And they have done work with the Fashion Institute of Technology along with a couple of other schools that um, she is going in and launching a plus size design course for these schools. So let's 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 read about that, child, because I I'm over the other stuff. <laughs> All right, Mallory Dunn, founder of the clothing brand Smart Glamour, believes that the driving force behind this thing, of course, in fan, in fashion industry, is fat phobia. At the end of the day, the majority of people are underserved, while the minority are overserved. She says, further addressing another major problem in the fashion industry is sustainability. We're mass producing and overproducing a bunch of stuff for people who don't exist, while underproducing for people who do exist and need options, all in the name of fat phobia. With that in mind, Dunn decided to do something about it and traverse the prestigious triad of New York's leading fashion schools. Fit, Pratt, and Parsons. With a unique perspective of both a student and an educator, she says that these schools need more plus-size dress forms to match their even 1% student population and that one school has hidden them in the basement. (laughs) Ain't that some shit? Like, I, I feel like this, um, I'll, of course, I'll, I'll link the story down below. and um, But overall, I feel like this is the uh, a great example of someone lo- using their privilege to help and truly be an ally and starting from where a, a lot of designers have made the same observation but weren't able to make any movement because, you know, fat folks getting clothes that fit properly are not a priority when you're going to fashion school, (laughs) right? So Mallory is using her voice, her privilege, 
and her expertise and like really reconstructing a lot of this learned behavior within the fashion industry. And I feel like that's amazing. I feel like that's a, an amazing thing to, to do in this industry. And I just want to, I just absolutely want to like <laughs> give some applause to that. <laughs> because there are people within this industry that don't even want to do that. There are people within the plus size fashion industry that don't want to even try to go beyond what is comfortable because they're scared of not selling. They're scared of, you know, not putting visibly fat bodies on their Instagram, on their e-commerce, like, and of course, I'll talk all a ton about that, you know, <laughs> in this, on this podcast, but I just want to, you know, just definitely give Mallory Dunn uh, some, some love for this because <clears throat> a lot of people don't even want to touch it. They don't want to touch it with a 10-foot pole, so... Um. Yeah, go go ahead and give her a follow, and and show some love, because that is, it is definitely something that we should be supporting in community, especially when someone is is using their power and privilege to help people who are more marginalized than they are. I absolutely want to bring things to community about how people are talking about us, how people are writing about us so that we can talk about it and then actually, you know, share how we feel about it. I think it's important that we tell our own stories the way we want to hear them and give our opinions about things. So um, let's let's talk about this. this. Let's get into some more good news about um, about fashion. About fashion, I just want to just give a couple of shout outs um, to um, Charnice Charnice White. She is the um, creator, owner, operator, designer at Barkwood Clothing. She also does um, Pinecone Row, um, made in L.A., produced in L.A. Um, she won the Kirby Fashionista's um, Cultivate Award last year. And winning that award... Um, she was able to do a collaboration with Eloquy for a capsule collection, which was amazing. If you have not checked out that collection, I will link it below in the in the description. But it's it's an amazing collection. I um, met Charnice in twenty twenty one. I want to say it was. Um, she sent me some of her first collection, and it was amazing. The fit was so good, and 
it's 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 always a pleasure to wear clothing that was made with intention and that's one thing I love about Pinecone Row and Barkwood is like the like the um like the step up from Pinecone Row and <laughs> she killed it the 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 Barkwood collection for Eloquie is fire and it just makes me excited for her to create more with Barkwood um and I I don't know how she does it doing two clothing lines like two different clothing lines with two different aesthetics <laughs> that you know she's balancing within those clothing lines I mean that it's that that definitely takes um talent and I just um I don't have to explain she's um black owned woman owned and I, I absolutely hope that we support that venture with Eloqui as well as Pinecone Row and Barkwood um, all on its own. So just wanted to give that shout out. Also, um, I was at the Knockout Fashion Show in Portland and I had an amazing time. Um, get, shout out to Claire Duty, who is the owner, operator, creator, designer at Copper Union. Um, Claire asked me to host the fashion show and I was like, c'est moi? <laughs> um, <clears throat> I was so honored, um, because I'm very new to like hosting and, and that type of thing. And, you know, when you're, when you do a fashion show, if you ever produce a fashion show, I produce fashion shows on really low levels, you know, and I, but I know what knockout is knockout is an event. It's an event that Portland looks forward to every year. And this was, um, the first knockout after pandemic. And I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, it was, it was, the room was filled with so much love and support and it was a safe space so many fat folks there just enjoying themselves having fun seeing people who look just like them in clothes and I said that when I was on the stage because I just think that's important because we don't see that all the time we have a lot of plus size brands that we buy from and support and, you know, are faithful to, but when we go onto their websites, we don't see ourselves. When we go onto their Instagram pages, we don't see ourselves. So I feel like it's important that on the runway that we see ourselves. And there was, the whole spectrum was laid out. And it was so beautiful to see during the show, I was just in awe and Claire put on that show with her team um just an amazing team she has such amazing friends her mother her father were there holding her down like it just brought me so much joy to just be a part you know just a little part of that and if you did not make it to the show this year please make sure that you go follow 
um, knockout on Instagram. Of course, I'll have everything, you know, linked so that you can just go ahead, click and follow because you have to go to this show. You have to experience this type of community that Portland has. Like, that's what made me fall in love with Portland. It was their um, abundant fat community. So just another little shout out that I wanted to give um, to Claire and the amazing team that she has um, for Knockout Fashion Show. So I did a Ask Me Anything on Instagram. (laughs) So I'm going to answer the questions from the Ask Me Anything AMA. And um, (laughs) this should be be funny. Um, (laughs) The first question is, what's your favorite scene or phrase from the movie New Jack City. <laughs> um, first of all, whoever, I mean, whoever wrote this day, they know I love New Jack. I'm a New Jack head. New everything movies that came out during the 90s, the New Jack swing genre of RB. I'm a big fan. So from New Jack City, I love the scene um that Oh, gosh. Uh, So from New Jack City, my favorite scene was when um, Uniqua, (laughs) when they, um, what's his name? Nino Brown first seen Uniqua in the club, and she was just dancing, and oh, my God. And when she was dancing um, to... Uh, I want to sex you up by color me bad. Oh my God. Like I, I just, I, I love a good seduction moment. And that was like my favorite scene in that movie. And I also love that version of, I want to sex you up by color me bad because there's two different versions of the song. And if you're a real new, new Jack head, you know that. Okay. <laughs> That was cute. All right. So uh, the next question was, as a part of your show, will you be taking in questions, statements from listeners via email? Um, Yes, absolutely. We'll be taking in questions and statements. If you um, are a part of the Patreon, uh, you will get a chance to um, vote on topics and submit topics to the show. Also, if you are on the immerse level of patreon um i will invite you to come and do like a a call-in when i'm taping so um the the patreon is the best way to go for getting that like interactive experience with the pod um and also you could just you know shoot me an email as well like you know i i will always take any topics and you know, things that you want to, um, that you want to talk about. And I'm just excited to hear from community. So if you're not part of the Patreon, just shoot me an email, um, and submit your topic and, and let's do it. Let's, let, let's talk about it. Um, like I said, in the, in the launch, like this is an interactive experience. So I want to absolutely make sure that I'm taking in, every voice from marginalized community 
and, you know, giving everyone an opportunity to, you know, say what they got to say. All right. <laughs> Second question is, I'm sorry, third question is, can we get the original story of how you became to be a model and activist for Plus Bodies? Um, God, I, I'm going to try to do this very quickly. Um, I have always been an advocate for um, being a beautiful, plus-size, confident woman. Um, that journey started for me when I was 14 years old. Not going to tell you that story right now. It's a long story. But I started um, in activism community in 2010, 2011, when I met uh, Tigress Osborne. And she picked me out of a crowd to model for her um, her entertainment business that she had. She did plus size nightlife in Oakland and she, you know, did events and she wanted me to model for her when I came to one of her club nights. And from there, she basically introduced me to the world of fat activism, um, you know, told me about NAFA. I modeled for the NAFA fashion show and just what, you know, became immersed in, you know, what was fat activism. And I'm grateful that I found out about fat activism before I came into fat influencer community and plus size influencer community because I feel like having that foundation for me, um, you know, gave me the courage to stand up for the most marginalized people when it came to, you know, coming into this fashion industry and seeing where there was void. And I'm just, I'm very grateful for that. So shout out to Tigress. Uh, she's my mentor. She's like a big sister to me and, you know, always gives me advice on everything when it comes to the the next steps that I'm making and the things that I do, but if it wasn't for her, I wouldn't know about fat activism. I, you know, like I said, I've been doing this, for, do living the, this life for years, just being who I am, but having purpose, you know, came from activism community, and she introduced me to that. Someone said, what are you looking forward to? I'm looking forward to this being an amazing podcast. <laughs> I'm looking forward to getting comfortable, getting more comfortable doing this. Like this is my first episode and you know, I hope that you all are nice, <laughs> but <clears throat> I'm just looking forward to what is to come with this. I'm excited. This is something that I've always wanted to do um, ever since I was in high school. Um, and I wanted to be on radio. I wanted to, to, you know, write for magazines. I always wanted to be in media in some way, shape or form since I was young. And so doing this is like, you know, definitely a full circle moment for me. Um, and I'm just, this is what I'm looking forward to just sitting here and just becoming better every single time I step in front of this camera and behind this microphone. Next question is, what is your favorite item of clothing right now? I'm not going to even lie to you. My Peridot robes. And that's not even me trying to kiss ass right now. I'm just letting y'all know the real. 
I'm wearing robes. I'm wearing my Peridot humpsuit. It's just the most comfortable thing I have right now. And the easiest thing to like grab and like put on. My Peridot robe, my Peridot humpsuit. If you don't know about it, make sure that you go get you one of them. Okay. All right. The next question was, how did you get your start in fact activism? I kind of answered that with the other question, but just finding out about NAFA through Tigris and then also just, just reading after that. Like once I found out one thing, I just kind of went down a rabbit hole and just started, you know, um, researching and like learning at that point and just, you know, <laughs> kind of just deep diving and immersing myself and making changes with how I describe certain things, making changes on how, you know, I wanted to come across to people and finding my power within that. That's your, you know, that's activism within itself is just standing for something, right? Standing for something when it comes to fat community and making sure that you're unwavering in that. And I, and I feel like that is what was so important to me is that I absolutely were, what was steadfast in my love for fat community. And I'll continue to do that um, in any way, shape or form. And that's just as, you know, how I am with my activism. I'm, you know, I'm real radical. I have radical ways of thinking when it comes to the things and you'll learn all about that as, you know, we go on this journey together. So, all right. So that was that with the AMA. Thank you for anyone who um, submitted questions for the AMA. Um, I'll be doing that weekly when I know I have a show coming. I'm going to be filming. I'm going to drop the AMA for people who are on the Instagram. And also, if you're, like I said, if you're on the Patreon you are always welcome to submit show topics to me. Uh, Patreon people get get the first early access. They get the first for everything because that, that's the that's the dip set. That's the dip set nation. All right, so that is the show. That is the first episode. I know it was kind of short, but this was just me just giving you a, a taste of what it's gonna be like. We're gonna absolutely do more of a deep dive um I am just grateful to be able to come to you and and bring you just a little piece of what I'm going to be doing on this podcast I am grateful for you all for just clicking tuning in being with me for this little bit of time throughout your day on your way to work or while you're at home cleaning or laying in the bed and you're listening to me, I'm, I'm, I'm grateful for this opportunity. Um, every article that I talked about will be linked in the show notes or in the description. Everybody who I've told talked about their, their links will be linked below. And just remember if you want to have a close and personal deep dive dip relationship with this podcast and you know be in a super safe space 
Join the Patreon. I'll have that link below. Join the Dipset Nation. We're going to have a good time there. And remember, after the show, we will be doing a live chat session where we're going to talk about the topics that we talked about here on the show as a community. Make sure that you follow me on Instagram at both or one of the two, saucy underscore or at AO Fat Girl Podcast on Instagram. You can also subscribe to my YouTube channel and get the episodes there as well. And just again, thank you, thank you, thank you for tuning in. I am excited for what's to come. Excited for episode two. And remember to always, always. Be fat and free without apology. I'm Saucy, and I will see you soon. Peace.